Hello and welcome to Running on Pixie Dust, my podcast and YouTube series talking all things life in Orlando, run Disney, but in particular training for the Dopey Challenge 2023 for the first time. That means running the 5k, 10k, and half, and full marathon in four days in a row, or four four days in a row, in four consecutive days, in four four days, four in four, okay, (laughs) anyway, uh, hello, I am your host, Annika, and you can find me on all socials at Annika Hudak, as well as Annika's paintbrush for my uh, Disney Instagram, so... I, my brain cells aren't fully here this week, I will say, after the training week that I've had, but let's get into it anyway. Uh, check out last week's episode for a recap of weeks 20 and 21 of training, but yeah, holy crap, week 22, I'm on the final column of my little bullet journal here, if you're on YouTube, uh, here it is, but <laughs> Um, I've also shared it on my Instagram stories as well. I have all the runs marked out in my bullet journal so I can cross them off as I go along and I just think it's so satisfying and I do that as well for my debt-free journey that I share on YouTube. So uh, welcome to again post week 22 of the Jeff Galloway training schedule that I have been sticking to pretty well. I do adjust things here and there and I let you guys know like what I switch around to make it work for me. But yeah, this is episode 15. I will be covering how Again Week 22 went and it was a dopey simulation week. <laughs> so let's just go go ahead right into it. Again, I'm sorry. I, I hardly have any brain cells left, but we're going to try our best. So hi, let's start with highs and lows of the week. I have really, really exciting highs, so I, I'm just, I'm stoked, but my highs for the week. Okay, first high, I got a PR for my 5K, and man, it felt so good. I, it felt like I was sprinting and putting my whole energy, every ounce of energy I had into it, but I did do a turkey trot 5k and I'll talk a little bit more about it later but I I PR'd personal record fastest I've ever run the 5k in I don't know if it's really my life because I feel like I could could have run a lot faster like at least for short distances like a few years back maybe when I was in college I was like I was in really really good shape but as far as far as like my running journey How about that? Since I started officially doing like tracking it and all that good stuff, that's the fastest I've ever run it. So I was really, really proud of that. My official clock's time was 31 minutes and 38 seconds. So I was super proud of that. 3.1 miles in 31 minutes. So that was my official clock time from the time that my bib crossed the start and the finish line. I looked it up and I said, oh, (laughs) Um, so that was a really, really good feeling. I felt so good and I'll give you more details on the run later, but my next high is, uh, Thanksgiving. We had Thanksgiving and, you know, day off of work and day to be thankful and gracious and rest and 
or party, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, I had Thanksgiving brunch with a couple of my friends. We went to Disney Springs and we, I feel like I always go to City Works. Like that's, that's just the thing now. I go to City Works on Thanksgiving because they have like a good little fixed menu situation and they made me a really good old fashioned. I, I am such a whiskey gal and I was really happy with their old fashioned. So if you are also a whiskey person, I recommend going to City Works and getting yourself one. Um, but then we also went to Hollywood Studios after. So it was a solid day. Next high. My next high is I got a new car. <laughs> I got a new car. And that, if you're listening to this podcast and are watching on YouTube, you're the first one to hear about it apart from like my friends that I texted because I have not shared it. I've not posted it on Instagram or YouTube yet or anything. And I, I'm i really happy and I'm really excited. I know anyone who's following along on like my debt-free journey is like, hang on, what do you mean you got a new car? What What do you mean? <laughs> and it, there was, it was just a whole thing. So basically my car that I was driving, my old car, I had paid that off and I was working the debt snowball with on my debt-free journey and I had had car payments for a while but this car like it could still drive but like it it was going downhill like it was decreasing in value by the second the dashboard was broken like I had pieces duct taped on this car and like electrical things were definitely starting to stop working like my dashboard alone was shot like it was not it was not working you couldn't see the mileage you couldn't see um like how many miles of gas you had left and um what else was on like I mean seeing the mileage was like the biggest thing and this if you're trying to sell your car you need to know the mileage so it was just like kind of a whole thing but then I have my electrical part that's like the radio and not I guess functionality of the car but just in general that was really starting to have a lot of issues and I hate car issues I hate it and it's stupid and I couldn't have like a nice phone holder in it and so mapping myself places would just be like difficult and I am directionally challenged so one of the things I was like really looking forward to and eventually upgrading my car for um was Apple CarPlay to have you know your maps and your music and all your things and all the trinkets and all the cool gadgets and bells and whistles but so anyway I decided to go to this dealer on Black Friday and see what I could do and I wasn't fully committed to being like yeah I'm gonna buy a car no matter what but I was gonna see like how much they would give me for my car and then kind of go from there so um I guess we'll just get into the story I'll try and be quick I don't want to ramble on this tangent but basically since my car dashboard was broken and you couldn't see the mileage like again that makes it really hard to sell your car because like they just kind of have to believe you when you tell them like yeah I think it's like this many miles and then they're not gonna get resell for it because the dashboard is broken and so I go in after talking with people on the phone making this appointment being like okay you guys are gonna give me a good deal for my car and you know of course they always say that to get you in and the person you talk to is never even the person that's actually selling cars so it's just stupid I hate cars I hate everything to do with cars and I hate all car people 
Okay, sorry, don't take offense to that if you're a car person, but it's just like car salespeople, car mechanic people, they're always trying to upsell you. And me being a small female who could care less about car engines and I don't know, I couldn't even tell you what, like, I don't, I don't even know what else to list for you. I just, mm-mm. I will say this car has a little, a lot of little gadgets that were really cool. So anyway, I go and they were going to give me 2500 for my car. I said, L-O-L-N-F-W, goodbye. Um, and then they were like, oh, well, it's because the dashboard's broken. And I'm like, yeah, and next, try again. I'm not taking less than like four grand for this car because like then it's just, it's really not worth it. And I'm already taking a big step by financing for this new car that I'm like anticipating paying off as quickly as possible kind of thing because I am on this debt-free journey. But I was just so mad. And so, of course, you got to do the haggling thing and then talk to the finance guy. And then they'll be like, all right, like, wait, like, let me go see what we can do. And I mean, obviously never accept your first offer of anything in life ever. <laughs> You're not giving me 2500 for an SUV. Like it's a 2014. It's got less than 100,000 miles. I do know that even with the stupid broken dashboard. But like still like, uh-uh. And so they went back and this, the original car that I actually went to look for, um, they couldn't find. Like I found my perfect car and then I saw that this dealer had it in two colors and I was kind of on the fence of like which color I wanted anyway. So I was going to go see them both. But the original like more unique color that I was looking for, just that I just wanted to look at, they couldn't find it. So my mom was like, uh, was that a bait and switch? Like that's very illegal because like this car does not exist on their lot. And so it was a little sketchy, Um, but I found my same car in two other colors black and red and so I was I I honestly was like down for a black car I was like that looks so sleek like I'm down but, but like with black cars like they get so they show fingerprints and dirt and all that other crap and I live in Florida it rains every five seconds but like I also have a garage now and that kind of thing um so anyway they were like well what if you took the red one like what if I give you five grand and you take the red car and I was like I don't want the red car. And so like, it was just so stupid. And I spent like half a day yelling at these car men. And yeah, I mean, just like me being a small woman there by myself, like already, it's just like, they're ready to take advantage of you. And I was just not going to let that happen. But my thing is too, is I am not quite as educated on like car buying and these secret deals and these all these extra warranties and things I should look out for and like how I can negotiate better and I don't want to be well versed in that like I do not care like of course I want the best deal but it's just I'm not willing to I don't know lose steam over it so it's just a whole thing anyway anyway um, I ended up going with the black car and they ended up like giving me more, 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 me more money for my car. So then it just kind of worked out and long story short, I have my, my car that I want. So we'll see if I, uh, post, I reveal her on Insta stories 
anytime soon. But yeah, long story. Wow. Uh, that that was a super high. So I'm really happy with my new car and it's new to me. She she's she's 2022 and I think she was a lease um for an older person. So it only had 8,000 miles on it and was perfect. So and and I got a pretty good deal. So I like I'm I'm pretty happy. Um moving right along. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I reached my farthest milestone my farthest mile stone i ran 20 miles in in one in one time at, at one time i ran 20 miles that's pretty insane i i am unwell like to be honest actually like i i do feel pretty good like i'm feeling strong like i'm feeling like this training is actually working and it definitely is because like the rebound from the long runs is so much shorter and I recover so much nicer and smoother and quicker and obviously like who would have thought training works who would have thought who would have thought but I mean it is also very exhausting and I'm not used to being like this sore and this exhausted every day when back in the day like when I was a dancer in high school and stuff like I I was absolutely exhausted and so unbelievably sore every single day because I was dancing like six hours a night and then you know doing my homework and all that after and then waking up at six to go to school the next day and then doing it all again and then dancing all weekend to be in like productions and things like that and like dancing on point so like I'm used to being sore and having my toes be in pain and not being able to get out of bed but like that was like past me. <laughs> Present me wasn't used to being that sore again, if that makes sense. So that's just kind of been a shift is putting myself through all of this running training and cross training and strengthening that it's it's taken some getting used to. What is a low is blisters. Oh my freaking, I don't know what to do. I, I ordered some toe socks, so I'm trying to problem solved already here but my toes are prone to blisters it's not a matter of like if I'll get blisters it's a matter of how bad will the blisters be and it does not matter what socks I wear it does not matter what shoes I wear my toes will get blisters like they just will if that's if it's the matter of like mileage like if it's over 10 miles like my toes will in fact get blisters and I know this because it's happened for like day long theme park days and like whenever I have my long runs, no matter what I do, I have like the thick running socks. I've got feature socks. I tape my toes to prevent this and still blisters like big fat juicy ones. I get them like like on the bottoms of my toe that like don't necessarily even touch anything so my theory is that the sock doesn't hug it tight enough maybe and that when I'm running the way that it just shifts in my shoe it's like either rubbing against itself and or like rubbing up against the shoe even though like there's a sock in between so I don't I just don't know it's like un underneath the like curliness of your toes if that makes sense <laughs> um 
my pinky is so bad i just want to chop it off i've always had problems with my pinkies my pinky toes though even when i did like point and stuff i would always get really bad bruised toenails and sorry if this is like gross but like i am so desensitized to like talking about toes and blisters and like feet and grossness from doing ballet and point dancing so yeah my my toenails like my pinky toes would literally turn purple every time when i would like was when i was doing point and so i'd always try and cut them off essentially like cut off the toenail because it was just have a bruised toenail or no toenail and be pain-free mm-hmm, i'm gonna choose no toenail and pain-free so <laughs> um that doesn't really help with running though because it's like on the underside of the toe like not on the side where like or when you would where i would think you would normally like get a blister like where it would rub in the shoes or something but no i don't i don't understand why these blisters get the way they do but anyway i i taped my toes so good and still like i felt it within the first couple of miles too and i'm wondering if maybe the way i taped it i tried to do it strategically but maybe the way i taped it was actually aggravating it a little bit more so all this to say i ordered some toe socks some toe socks and i ordered like three different brands i was like i gotta get this handled i cannot do this because it's so painful and we'll we'll see they're not here yet so uh, i'll i'll try them for next training week but okay now that that's that's been discussed we can move on <laughs> i'm so, so i bet you're so happy you could hear about my toe problems but uh anyway week 22 on the schedule we had our two 45 minute runs a four mile walk or run i just have four miles 10 miles and then 23 miles but i think the four and the 10 were intended to be walks i just didn't have it noted down but i kind of adjusted this so the first 45 minute run that was scheduled i did as normal i just i did my my 45 minutes and i think i did probably like 3.4 miles so that that's pretty pretty average pretty normal and then for my second 45 minute run on the schedule i actually replaced that with doing the turkey trot 5k on thanksgiving and i'm really glad i did that like it was it was such a good time like it was brutal but again, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Um, it was in Groveland and, or Grove, Groveland, Groveland. I don't, I don't know. How, anyway, um, my friend Victoria did it with me. And so I didn't have to wake up early and go park and be by myself. Cause that's like, that's less fun. Like I would have done it, but I don't, it's just funner to do with friends. So I'm so glad she did that with me. And I decided to make it an endurance run. I wasn't sure what I was going to do, if I was going to do a walk run or if I was going to like walk or I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I kind of showed up just letting my body decide like race morning and tell me what I'm going to do. So decided to make an endurance run um, and I was going to try and run the entire thing which is not something that I've done since like pre-dopey training when I was only doing like maybe two miles and then I could like jog the entire thing like lightly jog like still very slow but 
I wasn't doing any walking and I have not done that in the entire like training essentially. Like I've pretty much always done a walk run and maybe I've done like one or two endurance runs with like the Peloton app like guiding you but even then like I would still do like maybe a little bit of walking or like a quick walking break in the middle or something. So decided to challenge myself and really, really pushed it to the limit. But little did I know before I agreed with myself to run the whole thing that there were hills. And I don't even know if these qualify as hills. They should be named like mountains or something. Like these hills were straight up and down incline. Okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But they were very steep and they felt like they went on forever. But basically the 5K was an out and back and going out, like you realize, okay, oh, this is a hill. All right, we got a hill. Okay, okay. And then you're going and then you're going and you're like, oh, there, there's a second hill. Okay, okay, we're going, we're going. And then you got to turn around, come back, which means you got two more hills to do again. So there were four hills and I was doing pretty good. I So for, for the start of the race, everyone kind of like jumps out there and sprints the beginning and I can't do that. And I know it'll like ruin my whole run if I push myself too hard right off the bat. So I really tried to take it nice and slow, like even though like everyone was passing me. <laughs> but I knew that like I had to stay true to my pace and like this is my race and this is for me like I'm not running for these people (laughs) I'm running for myself so that's something that I have to keep in mind because I kind of can get caught up in the fact that like oh no like I want to be faster than these people or like I want to keep up with the crowd but like you don't need to do that dude this is your race so I kept my uh solid pace and then those hills oh my god I was huffing and puffing but I was really proud I had my garment on and I try I kept an eye on my pace like the entire time to kind of like see where I was at and I really was able to keep like a nine minute and 25 second pace like I was pretty good at like being less than 10 minutes which I was like what like I don't run that fast like I I don't ever run that fast ever like not even on like my running parts of the walk runs I just don't run that fast and to me I think that is fast so if you run under the 10 minutes I I think that's fast so anyway I kept between like a 9.25 and 11 minutes and really the only reason I like got up to 11 was on those inclines because I was pushing so hard and trying to keep it under 11 minutes like on that 10 minute zone and I just couldn't because I'm running straight uphill and huffing and puffing like I literally was like panting at the end for the last hill because like I had already run that far and not stopped. And so I was like, well, you can't stop now. You, you got to keep going. Just you cannot walk because I knew once I started walking, I like wouldn't stop or like it would be so much harder to pick back up again. And then I don't know, I set this goal of I want to run the whole thing. And so I didn't want to not meet that goal. So pushed myself so hard. And again, that last hill, I thought I was going to end up splat in the grass on the side of the road uh, because one, it warmed up a lot and I wore like a, long, a thin long sleeve, but because it was freezing at the beginning and I thought that I would be okay. It was so thin and like 
I normally like if it's cooler I'll run like the three miles with like a little sweatshirt and it's not a sweatshirt it's like really thin wiki material like a Nike like quarter zip and like meant for exercise basically and I would have been fine in that before but I think since I was pushing myself so hard and doing hills this incline man Okay, I I might be exaggerating a little bit, but like also, no, they were really, really bad. Like these hills were gnarly. And then I did four of them. So it was like intense. And I was sweating so bad, but I pinned my bib to the outside of the jacket. So I couldn't take it off. And so like in my brain, I was like, just keep going. Just keep going. Don't walk. Don't walk. Don't walk. And on that last hill, like... I think of my friend's dog because she like is so anxious and she like <laughs> like pants so aggressively and that, that's what I was. I was like <gasps> like hyperventilating like <sighs> trying to make it and then the finish line came and I was like wow great and then I saw my time and I was so proud and I felt so good and so strong so that was really really exciting um, but my quads my quads are to this day unwell unwell because I don't train on incline like Florida doesn't have hills but like oh no Florida has hills Florida has hills and I will fight anyone who says otherwise because I ran them so my quads are proof I'm still so sore like the doms delayed onset muscle soreness that they're getting me they're getting me so that was my second 45 minute run um on the schedule there was like a four mile walk I want to say and so this I didn't really do an official tracking for it um because one I was dead from the 5k now being a dopey train like dopey runner in training like three miles is like nothing I'm like oh yeah three miles like could whip that out no problem like easy easy peasy because I've been doing someone's training and I've been living and breathing the Florida humidity while training so that's definitely helped me out a bit but I was not expecting that to like wipe me out but again there were hills and they were really big so uh for that four mile walk I I didn't really track anything I kind of just I walked cinnamon my dog around my neighborhood and called it good I was like nah we're good that's good enough <laughs> I moved <laughs> it counts and then I think it was a 10 mile walk on the schedule but I didn't want to do that I'm not gonna walk 10 miles I'm not gonna spend my entire Saturday <laughs> walking 10 miles because like that would take a long time because I don't have a fast walking pace like my walking pace would probably be like 20 minutes and realistically like I don't know like that didn't sound appealing to me so I I really I just did a normal walk around I took uh no I didn't use my timer I use my run keeper timer because it just has it in my headphones while I listen to like Spotify um but I felt really really good and yeah I went to Universal after walked around there um I was really really tired honestly some tiredness was still from the 5k because it took so much out of me because not only were there hills like I said 5,000 times um but it felt like I was basically sprinting the whole time and not fully sprinting but again so much faster than I would normally do like again I've been averaging 
mile paces, like 13 minute miles with my walk run though. So now with me running and like pushing myself the whole time, like I could, knowing that I can get under a 10 minute mile, like that was pretty insane. But again, my body had not been doing that. So she was like, huh? I was really, really tired because again, I woke up early every single day and like I woke up early to go to the dealership too and that was just stressful. Oh, that's also what I did on that four mile walk day was dealing with car people. And so I said, that's enough. <laughs> I I just earned at least two miles from yelling at this car people. So same thing, right? Uh, moving right along, the 23 mile run. So I actually switched that to a 20 mile run because I didn't run the actual full 20 miles that was scheduled back on wind down weekend because I had the challenge. I ran the 10K and the half marathon back to back. And so I kind of just counted that as like my 20 mile long run and called it good. So I decided to instead run the 20 miles this week because in a couple weeks on the Galloway schedule, they actually have you running a full 26 miles for like the dopey simulation, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to run the full 26. (laughs) And I think it's fine, truly. Wanted to make it for 20 miles and that's exactly what I did. So I ran with my friend Ashley and she's my running buddy. Ran with her for one dine and she's been on the podcast before, but we're, we're good like in sync runners, I think, like running buddies. I had my overnight oats and my espresso and was good to go. Packed up all my stuff and had my like running vest. Um, so she ran... 13 and a half miles with me and then I finished up solo because she had to go and didn't want to do the full 20 miles which I don't blame her I did not want to do it but I was like nope I have it on my schedule nope I have to do it I have to because in a few weeks I'm gonna have to I'm gonna try and do either 23 or 24 truthfully I want to be as prepared as I can for this marathon and no, I'm not running a full marathon because I want the Dopey Marathon like to be my first marathon that I complete. So, but in order to get to that point and like have one more super long training run, like I feel like I have to push myself higher because, you know, you can't go up too much in too little time because then you'll even hurt yourself. So, decided to finish up alone, but it was all right. Uh, We made stops. Too. I didn't stop the time, my uh, timers or anything. I, I think the full 20 miles took four hours and 48 minutes, which is absolutely insane. Like when it's, when I'm actually running, like it, the time actually passes by semi quickly, like especially when you're conversing with someone like me and Ashley, we're just like chatting it up for the obvious, the first half, half marathon, uh, the first 13 miles of the run. And before you know it, like, you're whipping out, like, okay, six miles is done. All right, another six miles. You're, like, you're good. And we were taking it easy. We're doing run-walk. I had my Galloway timer going. We did 60-30. And we even stopped at Walgreens because Ashley is a crazy person and does not run with a, like, hydration vest. She, like, only brought a bottle of water. And I'm just like, how? How? I mean, obviously, there's so many runners out there who, like, don't – who, like, only take, like, the handheld water bottle or something. And I'm just like, How? How do any of you do this? But it was actually really warm and it was so humid. It was at least 91% humidity. Disgusting. Uh, disgusting. Uh, so we stopped at Walgreens on, on our run and we got some water and I picked up a Gatorade and we both 
needed it. And then I also, we stopped and had a potty break at Publix and I didn't stop my watch or anything. So, I mean, we obviously had a little bit longer miles for those. And oh my gosh, there's nothing worse than trying to go to the bathroom when when you have like your sweaty leggings on. I wore what I'm going to wear for the marathon and this was like my trial run in it. I have, um, they're both Lululemon and what can I say? I, I really like their stuff. I think they're running materials and styles and designs and compartments and special things that they have. I, I, I just think they're the best. They're the best. And of course, I am also an Amazon queen and there's plenty of stuff on there that works well for people. But like, oh, I love my Lululemon. I, I do love it. It's so expensive. But for me, it's so worth it. <laughs> Anyway, um, I got my uh, Lululemon Fast and Freeze that I'm like planning on wearing and since it was so hot, I was so sweaty and like this was I think at mile 10 we took the potty break and going to the bathroom and taking off wet leggings and then having to put them back on and getting them in the right place and just I had things like in the pockets too and I had my timer clipped on and just like making sure that like things don't like fall out and my phone is in the side pocket and terrible but I mean I did it and it was terrible but I mean it actually like worked out it wasn't as bad as I thought and I think doing this trial run and like kind of having that in mind having that experience like okay I know that these leggings like will work when they are super sweaty and disgusting and like you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of your run or whatever and yeah so I was glad I like wore those though to kind of feel them out and get comfortable in like this is what I feel good about wearing on marathon day because again never done a marathon whereas like with half marathons I'm always like oh like I know that this will be fine like I know that this will work because I've done this so many times now but with a marathon I cannot say that and I actually still don't know if I'm planning on wearing a hydration pack for the actual race or not I I'm still on the fence because I I see in the Facebook groups people commenting like well well, remember one year in 2019 or I don't I actually don't know what year it was, but like the year that they ran out of water at the water stops, that stresses me out. Yeah. So like, do I want to go with what I'm comfortable with, what I've been training with? Maybe, but like also it's a lot of weight and while it's like fine during training, I know that race days are so much more difficult and I don't, there's just something about race days. Like I, they just, the runs just don't feel as easy as the training runs do, at least in my experience. So I don't know what it is that I'm doing wrong, but so we'll see. Um, but anyway, I did have my hydration, hydration pack for this run, put some Gatorade in it and then filled it up with water. And I packed my honey stinger gummies. I packed two goos and I packed two rice krispie treats. And if you follow me on Instagram, I posted, what I like wrote because I bought the Rice Krispie Treats that have like the little white like um message circle thing that where you can like write a little note I mean it's meant for like for kids lunches you know but <laughs> I wrote little notes to myself because like I knew I could pull them out and like see my little note and be like oh yes so inspiring wow but one of the things my little like running mantra that I have is you didn't come this far to only come this far. That is my 
favorite saying and I actually don't know if it's like a specific quote from someone and like where exactly that originated like I didn't come up with it in my brain I know that for sure but like I just love referring back to it you didn't come this far to only come this far like you gotta keep going and so I had my first uh, Rice Krispie Treat, I don't know, like mile seven or something. But I think once I reached the point where I was on, when I was, when I was finishing up the run solo, I made it kind of like a reward system. Like, okay, once I get to mile 17, I can have my second Rice Krispie Treat. <laughs> and it, that worked out pretty well. But, oh, and I also packed uh, salt pills and I took two of those because I was sweating so much. Oh man, I sweat so much because it was so hot. At the last like six and a half miles, which I did solo, I felt so good at first. Like I ran back with Ashley and like finished up with her. And then I like went up, took off like to go finish up. And I basically got what felt like a either a second or third wind. Maybe it was a third wind. And I was like, oh, yeah, I feel great. Like, let's do this. I'm feeling so good. I'm going to just knock these six miles out of the park. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I necessarily hit a wall, per se, because I it didn't necessarily feel like that. It felt like something else. I don't really know exactly how to even describe it other than... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what was happening, especially in those last three miles. I, again, since I had sweat so much and lost so much water that I was trying to replenish, like I drank almost all of my hydration back. And again, I I chugged like a whole bottle of Gatorade and was um, fueling as best as I could. I thought I was feeling pretty well and I felt good, but because I had sweat so much and lost so much like water, I basically like mentally was done and lost it with I think at my, around mile 17 after I had my race and I was crying except not crying. I was dry sobbing the last three miles just because it was like so emotionally I was done like it was just it was tough those last three miles like uh-uh which Makes sense because the last long training run I did, how long was that? 17 miles. So once I passed the mark of the farthest I had gone before, then it was really, really tough. And that's stressing me out for marathon day because I don't want to do the full 26 before marathon day. So that's that's encouraging me to get to at least 24 because I think two miles of dying is better than three miles of dying you know what I mean um but yeah so it got to the point where like my knees were giving out and like they weren't necessarily giving out it's just like they were crying like straining and I don't mean straining in like an aggressive way just like things were just tired my knees were tired my mind was tired my mind was giving out it was playing tricks on me I started like not caring who would hear me like <sighs> oh, like <laughs> like every other minute basically because anytime I switched from like a run to a walk I kept the 60 30 going like the best I could I would just be like ah. <laughs> which really helped 
But it stopped helping after that point because it was just like, I want to be done. I want to be done. And you know when like actors are really bad and like they're like, <laughs> like crying, but like nothing is coming out. That was me. That was me. I was literally crying, but I couldn't cry. Absolutely no liquid was left in my body. Like there was nothing in my my tear ducts. And when I tell you that I'm a crier, like I'm a big crybaby, I could cry so easily. And like if I see another person crying, it's like immediate waterworks for me. Like that's how much of a crybaby I am. But at this point, I could not, you could not pay me to cry. There was nothing up there. But yet I was still crying and sobbing like, (laughs) but like nothing coming out. Like what? What? How does that work? I just, what, what a feeling, man. What a feeling. My chest like was feeling worn. Like I could feel like my heart like, oh, why are we still doing this? Then I did it. So yeah. What a time. I I did like walk it off after instead of just kind of like sitting back in my car or like immediately going home and like showering and sitting and resting. I um, I do think it is important to walk it off. So I walked. Um, I actually don't know the distance. Maybe it was another mile. Um, I walked like I switched shoes. I put my Ufus, my recovery slides on and I left like my socks and all my tape on because I knew I had blisters. So I didn't want to take anything off because I want to wait until like I'm about to jump in the shower to like rip everything off. But I did switch shoes and then I walked to a nearby Starbucks where I was running and like I took it really slow. I walked at like one mile an hour, but like walking and like moving, even though I didn't want to, I think did wonders for my recovery. And I I think that was a big part of like why I kind of was able to bounce back a little bit better than I imagined I would be able to because thinking back to the one and nine half like I literally skipped my my next my next week's like first training run like I had the half on that Sunday and then my training run was on Tuesday like I would normally run on the Tuesday morning and I said absolutely not my body can't my body cannot do that so thinking back to that which really wasn't that long ago it's like a few weeks back and now after the 20 mile run I was able to kind of get back in and do a shakeout run and like not feel absolutely horrible like that that was promising I think so that was good I I took my hot shower after the run I took a hot bath and I think it's important to do that in that order because I cannot sit in my own stench while trying to take a nice relaxing bath but in the hot bath I do put Lots of Epsom salt and a little lavender bubble bath. And I have a little like jet situation. It's like an add-on thing. I got off Amazon. I just kind of like, you just stick it on like the edge of your tub and like little jets go underwater and they give you like bubbles and like you can put like your leg against it. And it's not strong as like an actual hot tub with like real built-in jets, but like still pretty good. So love my little setup. Uh, Use my knee ice packs. Very, very important. And then I proceeded to order Domino's and eat it by myself (laughs) i said i am starving and i want pizza now so did that wonderful and then i literally went to bed i watched tv and went to bed (laughs) and that was my day 
And I know that for actual marathon day, I am going to want to go to Magic Kingdom and I want to take pictures of my medals and then I'm going to want to go to like a character dinner or something and do all that. So I'm going to, I'm working up to it. And I think I I could have, but I knew I didn't have to. I knew I was going to take the day to recover because this is the farthest I've ever run. And I knew that like I could and I had been walking a lot in the prior days, so on top of like the training runs. So it was a pretty good simulation week. Went went better than I expected. Again, for that long run, like, holy crap. Like, that was just intense. I still can't believe I ran 20 miles. I ran 20 miles for fun. Uh, <laughs> which, like, I felt so invincible, yet broken at the same time. And I think... Any other runner out there will understand exactly what I mean when I say that. Is you have that like runner's high, but your body is like <laughs> like dry sobbing like a bad actor and going through it. So I'm super proud of myself. Like I can't believe that we're already done with week 22. Like <laughs> so yeah. What a time. If you've listened this far, thank you so much. I appreciate you for listening to all my ramblings and uh, hope you're having a beautiful day. But uh, I'll move right along to my final segment by the numbers. Countdowns. So countdowns from the posting date, which is November 30th. Like, holy crap. Hello, December. Why are you here already? But anyway. Dopey Challenge. Marathon weekend. Um, To January 4th. That's where my countdown is. Uh, we've got one month and... Five days. 35 days, people. 35 days. Stop, I'm going to cry. Okay, anyway, Princess Weekend, February 23rd. Two months and 24 days. That one's coming up quick, too. Springtime Surprise, April 13th. Four months and 14 days. Pace update. Like I said, I, I ran between like 9.25 and 11 minutes for that 5K, which was insane. But then pretty much average like anywhere from like 12 to 16 for that long run. But again, like we had stops and like we took a couple extra walking breaks here and there because we were trying to survive the distance. So it's kind of all over the place. But total mileage for the week, about 40 miles. Hello? Hello? She did 40 miles last week? excuse me but yeah because I ran the 20 and then the 10 and then the 3 and the 3 and then the 4 and then I mean like ish about there because some of them I didn't really track but still (laughs) what what insanity okay next week I'll be covering how week 23 goes may or may not have another special guest I'm trying to get some certain people on here and it's gonna be great um But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and get moving.